0: It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in to a brand new season of the North Idaho PrepCast, season three, episode one. My name is Brandon Bainey, but the guy you really came to hear from is our North Idaho resident and expert, Mr. Ryan Skaggs. What's going on, Ryan?
1: What's up? <laughs> yeah, nobody came here to listen to me, but that's all good.
0: <laughs> you uh, you had a LaCroix. I did. There you were yeah. sipping on. Let me see sipping that bad boy.
1: 10.45 in the morning, get a little cello in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. Okay, so <laughs> for those of you that may not know, this is a weekly stop down of everything that is happening in districts one and two in the state of Idaho week in, week out. You might be thinking, how come district two doesn't have its own prep cast or district one doesn't have its own well they're combined in so many classifications you know district one and two are in the same league and even if they're separate they end up playing each other so often it just made sense to put districts one and two together so if you're new to the prep cast welcome aboard a lot of ways you can consume this bad boy you can uh, watch this prep cast every single week on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page and watching the video is super fun because you get little Easter eggs you're just not going to be able to pick up on if you're listening audio only. For example, every show we do, every time I intro Ryan, he's always taking a drink of something. That's what you saw with the uh, the LaCroix there just a few moments ago.
1: <laughs> Funny story about the LaCroix, too, is that when you throw <laughs> your own wedding um, you know, and you provide all the food and beverage and everything, nobody warns you um, how much you will have left over. <laughs> um from said wedding so we've got like four cases of Lacroix left and then we have like i think uh, another five or six cases of water in the garage um and like a whole bunch of capri suns and a bunch of random stuff too so yeah um the uh, garage is uh, well stocked at the skaggs household
0: <laughs> yeah that's funny that's super funny yeah we're gonna get to the busy summer you've had uh in just a moment so you can watch the video version of this prepcast on the idahosports.com youtube channel or, Facebook page. You can also consume this audio only as well at idahosports.com. Uh, across the top of the homepage, you'll see a tab that says prep casts. From there, there's a little drop down menu. You click on North Idaho prep cast, boom, the episode's right there. You can also subscribe and download this podcast uh, wherever you download podcasts Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. I have an Android phone so i use what's called podcast addict but i download all the prep casts every single week on that platform so a lot of different ways you can get this prep cast week in week out but long story short we want to shine the spotlight on all of the incredible young men and women that are in our north idaho communities doing incredible things on the field uh, in the classroom and so if you are a parent a fan a coach a player another student and you're like man This is a really cool story that's happening, and it's not getting any love or attention. Send it in to us. My email address is Brandon at IdahoSports.com. You can get in touch with Ryan on Twitter or X. X.
1: Yeah, I need to change that now that I realize that Elon went ahead and went changing things on me.
0: Well, it's funny, though, because it's X, but it's still Twitter.com. So it's, I mean, but you can get at Ryan on Twitter slash X slash whatever at an Idaho game night. That stands for North Idaho game night there. So um, that's what we're doing every week here on the PrepCast. We will be with you every single week from now until roughly the end of the school year. So welcome aboard for season three, episode one. Uh, For those that may not know, uh, like I said, my name is Brandon Bainey. I am from Montana originally. Grew up in uh, western Montana, a little town called Stevensville, not too far from Missoula. Uh, from there, I've lived in Nebraska and Wyoming and finally made the journey over here to Idaho, where I lived in Pocatello for about five years. Uh, but this summer, uh, I finally made the move to North Idaho. I live in, uh, I live in Hayden now. Like so everyone
1: I'm, else has, I guess these days, but it's the I'm, new thing to do is move to I'm, North Idaho. I'm
0: part of the, I'm part of the problem, aren't
1: I? Uh, I mean, you were from Idaho <laughs> to Idaho, so I don't really, I count that as a, a net zero, but, uh. <laughs> yeah some of the other ones i mean well we have to be i don't know i don't want to alienate half of our (laughs) listenership that's moved here from either california or western washington so
0: (laughs) yeah everything we say is in jest of course uh we're just having fun my wife actually got transferred with her job up here so that's why i moved i work from home so i can live anywhere basically in the state of idaho and still do this job um but it was a really long process to move it took like eight months to sell our house and so, uh, But I'm finally here. This is the new digs, and I've got room to put cool memorabilia stuff behind me on the wall. So yeah, that's, uh, that's me. Ryan is uh, North Idaho slash Washington. You've split your time pretty evenly between the two, right?
1: Uh, now that I kind of do the math, yeah, I'm pretty close to, well, I mean, I was raised in Clarkston, Washington, so you can kind of confer what you will. I don't really think of myself as a Washingtonian when you live in Clarkston. It's like you have to go through Idaho to go anywhere. Um, so, I mean, I was born in Boise too, so I can kind of think of, counting my years in my life, I'm 50-50 between the two states, but I've lived in Idaho uh, full time since since 2009, so it's been, it's been a, a while.
0: Yes, and I will tell you, everybody that I've talked to that lived in Washington and now lives in Idaho, they said, I'm never living in Washington again.
1: Oh, that's (laughs) – yeah, my family is included. They're looking for every way they can to get out. So, um, yeah, no, Idaho is a great place to live, and it's definitely got its benefits. Let's put it that way.
0: Yes. Um, So you uh, have experience coaching, wrestling, and football. Uh, and, helped, and and tennis, of course, you've coached, you've coached in Washington, but also here at Lakeland High School in the past yep. in Rathrum, and so you're you're a good expert. You still got lots of friends uh, and colleagues that are coaching, um, and so you're pretty plugged into the North Idaho scene, which is why you're our North Idaho mm-hmm. expert. So yeah, yeah, um,
1: no, I've, I've cut my teeth around the area, and you know, growing up, we played in the old Border League um you know which i don't know if people are too familiar with that was a a few eons ago i had my 20-year reunion like two weeks ago so that's kind of a um a figment of my imagination but something that happened that seems like forever but that old border league was it was clarkston lewiston moscow the quarter lane schools sandpoint cheney west valley and colville i believe um, were in that conference um you you got used to being on the road playing in that league but uh um that was a that was a fun time <laughs>
0: there's yeah, a lot of butt
1: weapons that you take back then too
0: <laughs> it, it uh it, it builds character
1: that's right it builds character yeah.
0: um yeah so and then uh on personal news so i i moved up here this summer but you also had a big milestone this summer in your personal life ryan
1: yeah i got married in july um which you know I kind of alluded to with at the beginning with talking about all the the fun stuff of having extra lacroix and everything <laughs> but uh yeah uh, my wife and I Abby who is the the best cameraman that you can get with idahosports.com
0: um <laughs> can camera woman camera, camera woman
1: I should say Yes, yeah, sorry <laughs> um, but uh yeah so we end up getting married in July and uh we're here living here in Cortland and yeah it's it's awesome so um, it's been good. Married life has de- definitely been kind of a transition period, but it's been fun. So um, just looking forward to to kind of settling down. It was funny. Everybody asks you, like, what do you want from being married? Like, like, with the wedding and everything, I'm like, I just want to be married. Like, I don't, I want all the drama and the, like, stress to go away and just, like, live life. So, um, word of the wise, I'll sound like Coach Leach out there, but if everybody's thinking about getting married, elope. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, that's funny. Um, and and we ended up having our two big life events on the same day, right? You got married on July fifteenth, sixteenth, fifteenth, right? Yeah. And that is that is literally the day we were moving into our new house up here in oh, North Idaho. So it was sorry all right. I didn't help you out there. No, no. Hey, sorry, sorry I couldn't make it for the festivities. We were yeah, no. <laughs> doing our own thing. It's,
1: it's all good. But, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but yeah, congratulations! That's so Thank exciting. Yeah. Um, yes. That's going to be, that's going to be fun. We'll have to do some double dates. Uh, yeah, sure.
1: absolutely. Yeah, no, Abby's a, she's an awesome person and um, you know, she's all about what we do too. And so she's super supportive and you'll see her at many of the events. If you see me there, she's usually hanging out nearby. Um, and my son, Owen, he's hanging around too. So it's, it's always a good time to um, have family involved with what you do and, and be, you know, enthusiastic about what we do too.
0: Yeah. See, and it's funny cause my wife is the opposite. She will stay home and watch the broadcast that I'm doing. So she's kind of like my tech support. I'll kind of like text her as I'm getting going. And I'm like, Hey, (laughs) does everything look okay? Am I sounding all right? And she always, you know, yeah, you're doing
1: great. And So, but she, she (laughs) supports that way. She yeah. she
0: gets to she gets to be in her you know comfy clothes on the couch and support. And that's how. Yeah, she
1: she'll be. She, Abby will go to the local stuff with me, but if it involves being on the road, nah, she ain't gonna be there unless there's like we're down in Lewiston, so then we can get Fizzaris. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that is not a paid advertisement, by the way. That is not if, a
1: paid advertisement. It should be if they want to sponsor us. I mean, I'm all for it, but we yeah, are. If you're gonna go down to Lewiston. That's the reason to go.
0: <laughs> we seriously, we are always looking for great sponsors because what we do here at idahosports.com the podcasts the written content that we do the game broadcasts that we do putting everybody's uh, schedule and scores up on the site that's all free you know you go to a lot of media places these days and websites and to get information it's behind a paywall we never ask you to pay for anything unless it's like an archive of a game that you want to have to keep forever but Generally speaking, 95% of what we offer on Idaho sports.com is like free. And yet, you know, we command hefty salaries, scags. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> bills got to be paid and stuff. And so we, we can't do that without all of our great advertisers, um, not just in North Idaho, but statewide. So if you are a business and you like what we're doing and you're like, man, these guys, you know, deserve a little extra, send an email to Logan. At IdahoSports.com, he's our sales manager here. So yeah, yeah, and
1: it it allows us to do more things for the kids, and more than like paying our bills, it's more yes. that it allows us to free up more more resources to uh, pursue those one-off stories or maybe the events that don't necessarily get covered, like volleyball and, other, and softball and things like that too.
0: Absolutely. So that's kind of what we've been up to personally this summer. But it was a busy summer at IdahoSports.com <laughs> as well. We hosted over the off season, Ryan, three separate roundtable discussions, kind of big state of the union like topics that uh, are coming to a head here in the state of Idaho in June. We talked about uh, classification sizes and a proposal that would have tweaked the enrollment number parameters to basically. Um, avoid 4A from becoming an extinct classification. Um, so we talked about that in June, in July we talked about player transfers, which uh, <laughs> we're used to up here, right? We get that yeah. Spok- Spokane to Coeur d'Alene pipeline and and that you know Clarkston to Lewiston pipeline, but
1: Lapway. Uh, you throw in all the other smaller schools, Genesee, Uniontown, yeah, you name well, it.
0: Right. Um and, and so we're kind of used to that but now that there's school choice and um parents can at any time put their kid in any school they want. Um you know, it's going to change things a little bit for sure. Uh, that I've was seen our- in
1: district 3, that's for sure. Holy cow. Yes. Um
0: <laughs> yeah. I've heard I've heard rumors already about basketball season down there that I haven't been able to to verify, no. but
1: well, the, uh, yeah. Let's just say the two A has been raided by four A pretty heavily already. So. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, and you know, uh, Cordellane, if they want to run it back in girls hoops, you know, might have to take on a super team at one of the schools down there. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but they got a so super that,
1: team of their own. They didn't have to. Recruit. They didn't have to recruit, though. Let's put. It, let's be honest. Yes,
0: that's very true, <laughs> and um, that's going to be fun when we get there. Uh, that was our July topic. And then in August, we just did this last week. We talked about state tournaments, you know, using max preps. Should we, can we make the formula better? Should we expand the state tournaments? Should we move locations? Should basketball always be in Boise? It, it was really good conversation. Um, you can go back and uh, listen or watch. Any of those on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel and Facebook page, and if you didn't get a chance to catch them, I, I recommend you do because with these roundtables, we brought on a voice from every part of the state, and and we even had fans and coaches and parents from all corners of the state contributing to the conversation. It really was a statewide talk, so really important stuff.
1: Yeah, no, and they were they were awesome discussions. I mean, I got to be a part of at least one of them. The other. Two family matters kind of stepped in and didn't allow me to jump in. But, um, you know, especially the one last week that I think the state tournament one is such a, a valuable discussion um, from the economy standpoint statewide. I mean, if, if Boise State can hold games in, in eastern Idaho now, I mean, for basketball, why can't we move, you know, a, a, a you know, a classification or two. I know that there's a ton of ties between communities, that there's smaller schools surrounding these bigger areas that you'll get one kid that goes to, say, like a Coeur high school, and then they have a cousin that plays it, let's say, like Lakeside of Plummer or something like that. And So when you split up state, families start to get fractured and have to go different directions. Um, but we can't, you know, curtail the entire state thing and and cater to just a handful of people. I think that there's no reason that this stuff shouldn't be spread out statewide at this point, especially with the facilities that we have across the state of Idaho. And I know that I'm probably in echo chamber with what was talked about, but um, you know, you look at university of Idaho with that facility there with ICC arena in Moscow, that's a gorgeous facility. Lewis and Clark state college has a great facility too, for small school stuff. I mean, there's no reason one AD two couldn't play state. At LCSE in Lewiston. I mean, I'm just, you know, let's be brutally honest. You can move the 1A's up north and you already have the majority of the classifications like the schools that qualify play up north anyways. Um, And it just people can't make the travel argument necessarily anymore. Um, I know that they say southern Idaho is more centralized than north Idaho. But, you know, Look at the spring sports, things move around down there, fall sports, things move around up north and down south, too. We can't use that argument anymore. I mean, we can't do anything about the geographical design of our state. We can't move our borders, um, but we can do what's in best interest for our kids and giving them a great experience. I mean, there's no reason a kid should play, you know, three games at Caldwell High School hoping to play in one big venue when we have these venues across the state that are phenomenal facilities that could be used for every round i mean what what are we doing so that's kind of where where i stand
0: I really wish you had been on the round table with me because I was the only guy in favor of like moving them out of Boise. And I was just getting browbeat by everybody on the panel. I was I walked away a sad, defeated man. I could have used some backup.
1: (laughs) No, I would (laughs) have. I would have thumped that drum hard, man. I think that, you know, look at others. Everybody's like, well, we that's just what we've done. And I'm like, look at the other states. I mean the, uh, outside of Oregon, because geographically centered, it's all on the West side, the state of Washington moves their classifications. I mean the th- the three A four A's are on the west side because that makes sense. Two A's are in Yakima, you know one A's are in Yakima, B's are in spokane why 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 can't we have a fractured state tournament too? I don't understand why everybody has to be playing in the Treasure Valley at one given weekend when we can boost the economy statewide why i don't it doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I could easily picture a world where outside of football, because that's determined a little bit by, you know, who actually makes it to the championship. But uh, all the other all the other sports where you're guaranteed to have representation from every area of the state, I could easily see splitting it. there's six classifications in any given year. In in any given year, two are in North Idaho, two are in the Treasure Valley, two are in East Idaho. And And you rotate rotate them.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, and I honestly, you know, I look at the the big classifications with 5A and 4A. I don't necessarily know if those need to rotate up north Um, just with with I mean, we we could say let's make it fair. But I think you could easily rotate the two between the Treasure Valley and East Idaho like that makes sense. I mean, if you're going to do 4A and 5A, that I think leaving it south makes a little bit more sense in basketball, but. I think the the 3A, 2A, 1As, like, they can all go statewide. And, and I just look at that making more sense. But when you only have one school making the tournament from up north with 5A and one school in 4A, I don't know if it makes sense to host everything up north. Even though the facilities are great, don't get me wrong, but that's the one thing I think is, like, if you want to make a concession, I think that's the one that you make a concession on. But – um you know, if you want them to do it and just do them all and rotate them on a three-year or like a two-year schedule, do that. Like I, I'm all for it. I'm all for moving them out of the Treasure Valley. You know, I know that they get a good deal on using the Ford Idaho Center um, for those two weekends. Well, three if you count wrestling, but um, and wrestling's another one we can talk about. I know why it's not in Moscow, and it has nothing to do. It's about the jazz festival. It always has I, been, and it always will be.
0: I, I have, I have heard that that will be moving to a totally different part of the year.
1: Then there is no reason not to host that thing in the Kibi Dome. There is no reason not to have state in Moscow.
0: There's, there's already a group that's putting together the pit, the pitch for it.
1: Well, I know that there's, there's money up here, up North that's behind it. I mean, there is a lot of funding that would, that would put forth to help making that happen. And you look at the hotels that have been added in the Lewiston Clarkson, Moscow Pullman area. You know, there is, there's facility space. I know that they need a few more options, um, but, I mean, and if you look at just the drive from Coeur it's an hour and 10 minutes. I mean, if you have to really stay in Coeur you can. It's not going to kill you. But I know that they geographically love to stay within 45 minutes of Moscow. That's for sure.
0: Right. So uh, that that's all good stuff that we will uh, talk about as we get into, you know, the time to discuss it but for the summer the dog days of summer it was good to have these offseason talks and you can go back and watch those on the idaho sports.com youtube channel or facebook page but now here we are skags we are uh, running out of room on the runway we're we're cleared for liftoff regular season competition begins this weekend uh, we are rolling out the previews on our site idahosports.com. We've got uh, football previews for every single team in the state of Idaho. We've probably got about eighty percent of the the previews written. If your favorite team, their preview hasn't been written yet, it's probably because your coach, uh, you know, hasn't responded to our questionnaire. Uh, <laughs> if if we're being honest, I mean, that's yeah. the biggest question I get from fans. It's like, how come you're not talking about our team? Well, I'm- I haven't heard from anybody about your team yet, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but we're about 80% of the way there. We'll have them all in by uh, the end of next week should be. We did our top 10 lists uh, throughout the summer as well. We took the top 10 uh, players at each position and, and put them on a list. And it it was, you know, kind of a collaborative effort. We asked a lot of different people, their opinions on it uh, from the IdahoSports.com team. And so we did offensive linemen, defensive linemen, special teams, running backs, linebackers, wide receivers, defensive backs, and then our most recent top 10 list that was released (laughs) this week, top 10 quarterbacks.
1: That's why I've got my evil grin on because I know that there's so many people that are like grumbling that there's – everybody's got an omission. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Um, The thing that I find hilarious is that some of the people that were omitted that will be there next year, and it's just like the rich get richer – that you kind of know about like who's waiting in the wings and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, there's teams right now that could roll out two QBs and be totally fine. Uh, And we're not talking about the backup. And that's the part that's really funny with why I was kind of smirking a little bit, but um, yeah, those, those lists were great. And I mean, you look at North Idaho in particular, where we're at, I mean, I think we were pretty fairly represented on those lists. Um, You know, you could say that there's a few omissions here and there. I mean, Maybe at the running back spot, you know, there could be a guy or two missing or a piece that was put in the wrong place or whatever. But by and large, I think the, the representation up north is, I think, more than fair. Um, and we're going to get guys that weren't on that list in the preseason. They're going to show up in big ways this year. Um, and so, I mean, I look at, you know, guys I'll use, for example, I think Hunter Garcia at Sandpoint. I think he's going to have a great season of quarterback. Um, I really look at what they're going to do and he, the pieces that he's got around him. With They got athletes, I think, that they didn't have last year. They have Max Frank back. Um, but I think top, that top
0: 10, top 10, yeah, who's top player 10, by yeah, the
1: way, and <laughs> should be top five um, at his position in the state. I mean, like, I look at Max. He's a phenomenal athlete, but they may not have the names up front on the offensive line. But I think the pieces that they've got in the skill positions, they've got more team speed than they've had last year um, or in years past um that's no slight to like parker Pettit because he was a phenomenal high school quarterback and he's going to do great things at mit uh but i think hunter's going to do a pretty good job with that offense they're going to cater to him pretty well Sandpoint, i don't think is going to miss a beat too much um in within the iel uh they've got a little bit difficult schedule um in my opinion i think that they've got a few tough games mainly playing post falls right off the bat again um getting that game back on the schedule um but I look to them repeating. But there's going to be guys I think that kind of get left off that we're looking at. Like you know, Lewiston's got a few guys that are in the fray on defense, and um, you know, it's a few guys that are going to be up front in the offensive line that I think are going to show up the Bengals. And I think it's going to be Post Falls and Lewiston in that in that two horse race in the IEL 5A. I really do look at that being uh, Post Falls to be good. I mean, yeah. people are saying like, "Oh yeah, they were good last year. That was a one trick pony." I'm looking back at what they've got coming back. That ain't no one trick pony. Uh, they've got dudes back. Eight, and,
0: eight yeah. starters on offense. Hello.
1: Yeah, eight starters <laughs> on offense, and I think they've got like another seven on defense. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they did graduate some dudes. Like, let's be real. I mean, you're you're not gonna be able to replace guys like they lost, but um, you know, year in and year out. But they've got some pieces coming back, like a different type of back and Tevin Burns, who came back stronger. I think he's faster this year, which is crazy because he was a burner last year. Um, they're going to cater that offense really well um, with their quarterback and the receivers that they've got coming back and and Bowie and and the other Cooper Craig in the secondary who might be playing linebacker this year on the outside. I mean, that dude flies around the field. He's a name that I don't think a lot of people were talking about uh, in the preseason, but I look at him. He's going to be a first team all conference, if not all state caliber player um, for for the Trojans. So there's a lot of dudes that are in the mix at the five and four A's (laughs) that I think, you know, we could talk about for hours.
0: Uh, yeah. yes We're already uh, going on about it but- i've been
1: licking my chops for this episode already so yeah i brought my A game.
0: <laughs> yes yes you have i will say one quick point about the top 10 lists you mentioned like hunter garcia from sandpoint if he if he's a, a first-time starter he's just not going to make because because yeah. you know we have to go off of okay you know stats and well he started WC-LT. a wide receiver last year right, but, yes. right. yeah right and knowing so It's hard to, there's always first year starters that are going to be, you know, jump off the page, but it's, it's hard for us to predict how that's going to go. We just use strict analysis from the year before, but all those top 10 lists are on, on the homepage, idahosports.com. And then next week, uh, we're going to be rolling out statewide volleyball, boys, soccer, girls, soccer, cross country previews here between now and the end of August to get you caught up on all of those other great sports as well because we're, we're getting to it uh skaggs the very first soccer matches of the year are on friday we've got a small sampling of football games do you know what the first athletic competition in north idaho is going to be this year
1: athletic i mean it's not it's not i mean i know Cordellane. yeah because they're going to be playing mountain time it might be Cordellane at rigby um If not that game, then it's going to be a soccer game probably Friday afternoon. I would say Sandpoint playing first.
0: Mm, Close. Uh, Actually, yeah, you are correct. Uh, I saw a game at one o'clock, but there's a game at noon on Friday, the 19th, Lake City at Sandpoint. Boys soccer. High noon showdown. That's
1: a, and that you talk about coming out of the shoot, first game of the year. That's a heck of a match. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: that's a good, that's a good competition right there. Yeah. I mean, we know what Sandpoint uh, has done the last couple of years with coach French and
1: uh, coach Lake jump been and hanging Lake in there too. I mean, they've been yeah. a really tough program also.
0: Yeah. And uh, you know, both both soccer programs really strong coach Baranski also at Sandpoint. I think coach Baranski coaches the boys and I think it's coach French for the girls or it's the other way. I always get it mixed up in my head, but either way, boys and girls soccer at both Sandpoint, And Lake City, very strong. Um, That will also be a girls matchup at 4 o'clock on Friday as well on the girls' side. Um, So, yeah, boys soccer gets it started this weekend. We mentioned Lake City at Sandpoint at noon. You've got Bonners Ferry at Orofino on Friday at 1 o'clock. Priest River is going to host Coeur d'Alene Charter. And Timberlake will be at St. Mary's. And then also lewiston Uh, We'll be at McCall Donnelly, the 3A level there. That's in boys soccer. And then if we flip it to girls soccer here on this opening weekend, it's going to be a lot of the same matchups. So you've got Sandpoint Lake City on Friday, Priest River hosting Coeur d'Alene Charter, Timberlake at St. Mary's um, as well on the girls' side. And then you've got uh, really a big marquee matchup in girls soccer. Um, Lewiston is going down south. Uh, from district two, they're going to be at a on Friday at mountain view, Saturday morning. This is a big early season road trip for the Bengal girls.
1: Which I know that they're high on their program this year. I think they returned quite a few players from last year's team. So that's going to be a big trip for Lewiston heading down South. Um, You know, something I was thinking about too, like with the periphery sports, like golf, like being moved to the fall. Um, I'm, you know, like the course conditions up here are going to be crazy. Um, what are we going to see score wise? And like, I mean, looking at some of these other sports, I know that we've got previews coming up. But you know, how low can they go? Um, you know, with fast greens and then the fairways are actually in really good shape at most of the courses around here. Um, it's gonna be gonna be interesting to see how how that golf season shakes up because typically we've had some pretty competitive um, golfers up in North Idaho, and uh, to see if we can continue that trend in in the right direction would be interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm still getting used to the fall golf thing. I'll, I'll yeah, admit. Um, so I think actually, the very first competition of the season, Skaggs, actually happened yesterday. We're recording this on Wednesday, August sixteenth. Uh, we had we had golf yesterday, Tuesday the fifteenth, uh, at Liberty Lake Golf Course, just across. That's the actually not Washington.
1: a bad course. That's not a bad course.
0: Yeah, uh, Court Elaine uh, took the team title on the boys' side. Uh, Trey Nip was your individual medalist as well. Sandpoint won the girls' competition, and your uh, girls' medalist was also from Sandpoint, Al- uh, Alexa Twinstra. So, yeah. congratulations, so Coeur, d'Alene, Coeur d'Alene press with all that great info there.
1: Yeah, shout out to Jason Elliott and Mark Nelke. <laughs> I just, I just,
0: I just saw those two guys at uh, the North Idaho media meeting with the IHSAA. So,
1: oh, cool. Yeah. Right Shout
0: out on. to Mark and Jason for sure. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know Jason lives in Wallace. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know that either. No, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Interesting. I, I learned something today.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Jason Elliott, great writer for the Coeur d'Alene Press, lives in Wallace. Uh, how did I know that? Because we were talking about the big football game on Friday at the University of Montana's Washington Grizzly Stadium, home of the Montana Grizzlies, and for the second year in a row, home to a neutral site opener between Coeur d'Alene and Rigby in football because Jason will be covering the game. And I said, yeah, I'll see you there. I'm going to be broadcasting it for Idaho sports.com. He's going to be writing for the Coeur press. And he said, yeah, it's actually not that bad of a trip uh, for me. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, I live in Wallace. So I'm already going to
1: go over the hill. It's only like an hour. An yeah. Hour and what, 15 minutes for him. That's not, yeah. Too I was bad. like,
0: Oh no, yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, guy. But this, I mean, this is a huge matchup, and it just has the feel of a big-time game. I think adding to it a little bit this year, I think you might see just some Missoula locals come check out the action because Rigby's senior quarterback Luke Flowers committed to the Grizzlies. So I think you might just get some people that want to see this kid play.
1: Well, and then you got you know guys on Cordellane's team being recruited in the big sky heavily as well. So you know Shea Robertson and. You know, the like, so like, Courtland on defense. I look at that, it's going to be the battle of you know, the offense is going to have to show up this year for the Vikings. Um, they struggled with points last year, they had a big, big problems scoring. Um, they're going to have to be able to get something moving on the offensive side of the ball. We know that defense can play. I mean, they've got dudes in the box, you know, Ivankovich up front is a dude. Um, you know, they, they play really, really hard in that front seven. Um, the secondary i think could be tested a little bit i know that they've got a couple of decent players coming back on the back end of that defense but that front seven i think is as good as anybody in the state i mean if we're going to look at you know top to bottom of that lineup but offensively <coughs> excuse me they got struggles and you know i don't know if what they we brought in off the jvs this last in the offseason or anybody moving in that's going to move that needle offensively um but, uh, yeah, and I don't want to, like, poo-poo on the on the Vikings so much, but they got to be able to score some points to see if they're going to be in ballgames. That defense is going to give them chances, but they've got to be able to put up more than 13 points a game.
0: Yeah, that was uh, the problem last year was, uh, I think, just inconsistency in general. And I know uh, this is a Vikings program that really has prided itself on the details in years past. But as you mentioned, 13 points per game scored, they only allowed – 22 yeah. points per game. And, and when you look at the top three teams in the league last year, post falls only allowed 19 points per game. Lewiston allowed 22 quarter allowed 22 points could yes. be at a premium this year. And so it, it really is going to come down to which team can be kind of the most consistent.
1: Yeah, and you can't – you know, you keep going three and out. And that's what I think – you know, let's go back to that Post false quarter lane game last year. Post false won that game because they had more possessions. That's the only reason they won that game. You know, you're going three and out and you just keep giving possessions over. The law of averages isn't going to be playing in your favor. Um, and let's be honest, that Post false team, I mean, they played super inspired in that game last year and just absolutely blew the doors off of him in the second half. But, um, you know, that, that Vikings team, if they're going to want to make a play for a playoff bid – Uh, they're going to have to improve that offense and pretty substantially this year. And that's a big test week one playing Rigby. I mean, Rigby's Rigby, they reload. They're one of the bigger schools in the state of Idaho. And, you know, they got Luke flowers on offense and they got a whole, you know, litany of skill players around him. Um, That, that Rigby teams is deep and, you know, they're going to be pushing, you know, their hopes for a state championship. I know that, you know, another rival of theirs Highland is going to be, you know, one of the hopes for a state championship as well, but, in the five a ranks but that's a good test week you know zero week that's gonna be a big game
0: i mean rigby is the creme de la creme in the last four years the trojans have gone 42 and five with three championships and they've played for four in all four years so i mean this is this is this is the team um this is going to be a fantastic matchup regardless just the atmosphere is going to be incredible you can tune into that game with yours truly uh yeah. Friday night, seven o'clock mountain. So that's six p.m. Pacific time uh on Idahosports.com. Totally live, totally free. So
1: no, that's awesome fun. and looking forward to catching your broadcast. It's gonna be a great game. And you know, get to watch, like I said, you know, Shea Robertson, Camden Agrave, those guys for the Vikings. I know that they're looking for big years from them, and then maybe they get involved on the offensive side of the ball too. We'll we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, Shea Robertson's Great player on offense, too. Yeah. I think people forget that sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay, other games happening in Week 0. Uh, for the third year in a row, Lakeland and Preston are meeting in Montana for a neutral site game. They're going to play at uh, Montana Tech University in Butte, Butte, America. Alumni Coliseum <laughs> is what it's called. Uh, Preston won the matchup two years ago, 7-6. to six. Lakeland pitches a 28 nothing shutout this year. And I kind of lean Lakeland again here in the third game of the series.
1: You know the the question mark for the the Hawks is going to be the quarterback play this year. How do they replace you know what they Lautzenheiser and and everybody you know company last year in the backfield that they had with him in Cornish? who actually saw a side note um, cool picture of John Cornish took his oath uh, with the U.S Marine Corps. Um, cool, which is awesome. I saw a picture of that that was posted. I believe it was yesterday or the day before yesterday. Uh, his mom put that online, which is pretty awesome. So congrats and thanks to him for, you know, wanting to serve our country. Um, but, yeah, with Lakeland, you know, showing up, it's going to be interesting. I know that they've got some skill players um, that are going to be back. You know, they'll, we obviously know the kicking game is going to be huge with Forsman, who signed with the University of Idaho in the offseason. Um, but uh, what can they do up front with that offensive line they had You know, graduated a few big pieces from that line, but quarterback play is going to be at a premium, I think, for Lakeland coming up this year. Um, You know, obviously, you don't have to do too much with that type of offense. You know, if you're running a power, I uh, just got to be able to to game manage and not give up turnovers. But uh, we'll see how things get put together for Lakeland. I look at them finishing second in their conference. I don't know much about Preston. Um, I know that they had a player that they were really high on last year, but I don't know if he moved out or grad. I can't remember if he graduated or not. He played quarterback last year, but um, I give Lakeland probably the edge a little bit just because I know defensively they play really well um, on that back end. But they could have some struggles throughout the season just trying to get some continuity, you know, within their offense.
0: Yeah, I will say for Preston that QB is back. Owen Judd is his name. And they got, you know, four or five guys that play on that basketball team that's so good every year at Preston. Um, they they all decided not to play football last year, but the coach got them to come out for football Ooh. again this year. So they're they're adding, you know, four or we'll five bon- bona fide athletes from the basketball team to that football squad. So it'll be interesting for sure. And then we've got two eight-man games this week as well, Skaggs. North Star League ain't wasting any time. Let's get no. to it. Mullen St. Regis going to travel to Clark Fork. Wallace headed to Kootenay. That's four of the five teams in the league duking it and, out week zero.
1: Yeah, and you got number one versus number two in the preseason. Like coaches pull the, in their conference, going to play each yeah. other week zero. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so two teams, I think, with really high playoff aspirations too between Mullen St. Regis and Clark Fork. So it should be... You know, an interesting uh, zero-week game and a good kind of uh, test to see how the rest of that season is going to go for both squads.
0: Yeah, Mullen St. Regis lost, of course, a four-year starter and quarterback. Um, they do return a pretty good running back, so they might run the ball a little more than we're used to seeing. Uh, Clark Fork's got a new coach, uh, Patrick Young, a former Clark Fork player uh, back in the day was a really good one for the Wampus Cats, and now he's back coaching his alma mater. Um, And they bring back a lot of good players. You know, Chase San Roman is going to be a senior. Ethan Howard is going to be a senior. Uh, Cole San Roman is going to be a senior. So all these guys that they had last year are, are ready. I think Clark Fork says enough of this Mullen-St. Regis co-op thing. Yeah. It's time for us to get the conference back under control. And I really do think the gap is going to be really close between these two teams.
1: Yeah, I really do. And I look at them at the top of the conference for sure. Um, I know that Lake, Lakeside might, you know, surprise a few folks depending on who they can get out um, with their numbers and everything. Uh, Wallace has, you know, historically been a tough out for for some of these teams, you know, depending on what they show up on Friday nights. But um, Kootenai's been, I mean, you know, obviously we know what's happened with that program and how they're trying to rebuild and, and come back from the ashes, which is, you know, good to see them fielding a team again this year. So it'll be a, it'll be a good conference. I really look at that schedule and um, you know, for both these teams that, you know, there could be a few tests along the way. But um, it'd be interesting. I really look at Clark Fork and what they bring. They could they could get a playoff win this year, too. If, they, if the schedule works out right for them, that would be huge for that program to get a, a first week playoff win um, for the Wampus Cats and, and maybe find themselves playing on a second Saturday.
0: Yeah, they hosted last year what is believed to be the first playoff game in school history. Mm-hmm. We were there for Idaho Sports. Not not you and me, but IdahoSports.com was there, sports.com was there <laughs> covering it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was an exciting time for the Wampus Cats for sure. Um, Wallace has 10 incoming freshmen that they're going to be leaning <laughs> on. So that's going to be interesting to see too with Wallace. Yeah. Um, They'll start with Kootenai, a team that just needs more bodies, period. Yeah. Uh, for the Warriors. But yeah, should be a good opening weekend of football. And we will be back again next week to break down what we saw, preview the other sports that are starting up Skags. And are you ready for the seven month sprint? Actually, nine, the nine month sprint here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a lot of a lot of Wednesday uh mid morning uh shows for us so too, but uh and a lot of Friday late nights too.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh wouldn't trade it for anything in the world though. So
1: yeah. My favorite it's gonna be- time here, man. I love fall of North Idaho and um, just the mix of football and being around, you know, the kids and the families again. And it's it's cool. The more years you do this, the more people you get to know along the way and the better relationships you build. And it's fun. You show up in a random game at Bonner's Ferry. And it's like, oh, yeah, hey, we talked like three years ago. And it's like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, type of stuff. But it, they know, sure know a lot about us because of the show. But it's like, you know, we may not know a lot about you, but we're certainly willing to. Uh, talk to everybody and anybody, and just get to know people around the area. It's a ton of fun, and hopefully, we get a chance to get down to a game in Kendrick too. Because I know that what they've done building that new stadium down there, I'm super stoked to see all that new, you know, the locker rooms and the new press box and everything else down there. I'm super excited with what Coach Hobart and uh, the community down at Kendrick's done. That's that's going to be an awesome, like, telling you one of the better environments for small school football in the state of Idaho with what they got going on down there in Kendrick.
0: Well, we will be at Kendrick for a couple of games this year on idahosports.com. It's going it to be really exciting. And, and starting with, uh, I think, their season opener next week. So, Sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're we're going to be there. Uh, Let's if go. You, <laughs> if you want to see the full schedule of games that we're going to be broadcasting this year on idahosports.com, you can find that on the homepage. Just click on the Game Streams tab, and it's all right there. But for Week zero, one big one, Coeur d'Alene, Rigby, in Missoula, on idahosports.com. Do not miss it. Friday night, six o'clock Pacific time. So, uh, for Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Maney. Episode one, season three in the books of the North Idaho Prep Cast on idahosports.com.